draft party weekend for the sports memory. We do it every year. We get a mansion in the Orlando area. It doesn't really matter where. Uh, in this case, we got a place. It's got a bowling alley. It's got a couple bars. Uh, TVs Ar- galore. Arcade room. Arcade room. Virtual reality. The biggest TV I've ever seen. The biggest fucking TV we've ever seen. There's 12 college games on a night. Like, it's... We we have more TVs than we can even count. Yes. Yep. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, we have a league that's a little bit extra... Um, we got the trophy, which everybody does, but we also have some punishments. Marcus, you want to tell us about your punishment this year? Um, I, I don't know all the details yet, but I'm very excited to uh, see my uh, my unicorn outfit. I heard it's going to be uh, rather slutty, which is uh, perfect for my lifestyle. But um, yeah, basically dress up like a unicorn, sing a little karaoke, act a little weird, and uh, make a fool of yourself, which is a uh, proper payment for... Uh, Last place. Yeah, so, but you, you, you got to include the the, the wear, right? Because the wear is almost the best part. Like, you look fucking ridiculous in the slummiest Orlando fucking bars, man. Well, so what, <laughs> what, what, let's take a step back to go forward. So what we do is we call it the unicorn punishment, and it befalls the last place team in our league. And basically what they have to do is we get to dress them up like a unicorn, quote unquote. Uh, This isn't just a run-of-the-mill outfit, folks. This is something that we have a professional costume designer create. Uh, Mr. Trevor on the podcast, his brother actually creates uh, uh, costumes for, let's just say, a large network. Oh, well, let me tell you a little bit about this. So, yeah, so my brother, uh, Casey Later, uh, if you are on Instagram or any other social media platform, he professionally makes drag queen outfits and accessories. Uh, if you watch some of the biggest drag shows out there, you are guaranteed to have seen uh, some or many pieces of his work. It is absolutely crazy. Art. And w- it's art. Oh, it it's is. absolutely. Absolutely it's art. art. And we are happy to bring it to the Unicorn Punishment because it is going to be absolutely magnificent. So the first year we did this punishment, well, we didn't have the costumes professionally made. Uh, we kind of wing it. We It was a ridiculous costume. It, it had The guy had tutus. Uh, he had spandex. We took him out. And the whole thing is we dress him up ridiculous. And then we take him out to the biggest dive bar we can find. Uh, and we do it, uh, quite frankly, so that they get a little bit of shit. Uh, the first night we went out, I mean, we thought this guy was going to get his ass kicked, even though he's like, what goose is what like six foot or shit brick house? Yeah. I mean, I mean the dude's yeah. dude's For, no slouch. Former collegiate athlete, the guys guys bit well, and yeah, he took like a chip. But the following year, uh, and we won't mention any names, but uh, we dress up our unicorn. What we do is we basically take what player fucked him, and that year it was Le'Veon Bell, the famous Le'Veon Bell draft pick. And sit out it. Yeah, we're, t- we're talking about days before. The, the 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 season opened. Everybody thought that Le'Veon Bell was the consensus number one. Like there was no questioning it at the time. Well, like two days later, Le'Veon Bell holds out, doesn't play a single down that year. So we had the costume designer basically took a Le'Veon Bell jersey, made it into the fanciest, bedazzled lo- the shit out of it. Dress oh, so many jewels. It's got so many it's jewels. got little it's. It's got little horns coming off the shoulders. It really is a work of art, we, folks. We literally had to kill 10 baby unicorns to make this yes. outfit. It, it, it's, it, the, unicorns were harmed so in the, the making of this the, outfit. Indeed. The, the 26, the 26 is, is like this really well-stitched like rainbow. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I, uh, w- the way I would describe it is it's Bowser from Mario on acid. Like he's he's got the spikes on the shoulders and the spikes are little like unicorn horns and it's a little little fluff, just beautiful. But don't don't forget the flying piece of it. He's almost like a flying Koopa with those wings on the back that yep. he absolutely boop, 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 rocked it. Mm. Yeah, yep. it, it was absolutely it was beautiful to watch. Like see him. Uh, not not to name him, but what, seeing him come down the stairs that night. Yeah, but with, with the umbrella and everything. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, so yeah. let's talk about the presentations because we haven't got there. So. Uh, the second year that we did it, because we had this professionally designed costume, we played the song, Kiss Me Beneath the Milky Twilight. You know the song. Ring, ring. It, 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 I, what, what's the movie from the 90s that that was made famous on? I don't know. Every movie? Can't, can't Hardly Wait. Oh, She's All yeah. That. Yes. And it's the famous scene. So it, it's, it's, the, the movie is about the girl. The she's dork- coming down the stairs. Yep. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The jock basically turns the dorkiest girl in school who... Is super hot just with right. glasses. 
turns the dorkiest girl in school into the hottest girl. And there's a scene in it where she's walking down the stairs and, to that song. And so every year we do it. Well, last year we had COVID. So the unicorn last year, he didn't get his ball. So this year we ha- actually have, because we have two different leagues, we have three unicorns going out. So we're going to have a presentation of three beautiful men coming down and, and just their ball gowns. It's going to be beautiful. There's nothing else you could possibly ask for. Magnificent. Uh, that yeah. night will just be for them. And yep. we will be able to support it. And, and it would just be absolutely beautiful. So I, I, I randomly cry at, at weddings. I actually cried at Brandon's <laughs> wedding, which is, which is super you weird. You and me both. You yeah. and me both. And it, it was a beautiful wedding, but it's, it's weird because I'm not much of a crier. And I, I cry randomly at weddings. I think I'm going to cry when I see all three of them come down there. It's going to be beautiful. Majestic. Well, there's been so much buildup, right? Like, we, we look forward to this weekend. And this is, this is our Christmas. I mean, not to downplay Christmas or whatever you celebrate, but, like, literally, I count down the days yeah. to this weekend. Like, and, and that is the pinnacle. Like yep. the, the unicorn night is the pinnacle of draft weekend. It is, and this house we got this year, it, it's something else. We're we're in the upstairs right now. It's it's a it's got stadium seating, uh, theater seats. Uh, we're on this round table. It's got this giant screen that we're definitely gonna be watching football in. This place is something else. Fucking perfect. We're Absolutely in- perfect. Could, we couldn't have got a better one. I mean, jungle theme. I feel like we are in the jungle. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 gonna be fighting it out for this uh, draft party. So, so people too. listening, do this like I, replicate success because what we do is success magnified. Yes, like look into rentals in Orlando. Just literally Google it. You'll find a million of them. They're awesome. Do it. Yep. And the the, the whole the whole source of this is the, everyone knows the 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 show the league. I watched that show obsessively like everybody else. And I was just like, man, I know this is fictional, but why not us? And so like years ago, and it really triggered when I moved back to Florida, that's when the shit got serious. It it was always serious, but second I moved back to Florida where everybody else was, I mean, we're talking, we're obsessed with this league. We talk, we talk to each other on a group chat. Like I know a lot of leagues do that, but we talk every single day on this group chat. I'd say... Year round. Is, is it absurd to say 50, 50 texts a day? F- average, 100%. No, no. I mean, I, I talk to you guys on this more than I talk to, like, my family members. <laughs> more than my mom. No joke. Not even, you know, not, that is absolutely serious. And it's one of the coolest parts is, like, there's so many people from different walks of life. Like, people, like, like Marcus was in the league for a couple of years before I even met him in person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, like, I think about four, four years ago was the first time, uh, yeah, four years ago was the first time we. A lot of us, like I met a lot of the guys in the league, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty much all I talk to now. I, I mean, say, but Drew, Drew you're, you're you're the ringleader of this circus, like for sure. Like the commish, I, I, the commish. I've went on trips with Marcus. I've went on a trips with Sanders. I've went on trips with you. We all get together now. Like you've literally brought together dozen plus people. Like, and that's what fantasy football does, guys. Like that's what sports is supposed to do. Yep. Let's freaking celebrate it. Yeah, we, we've got what three or four different states, uh, eight or oh. nine cities between between the group. So I moved to Indianapolis. I've been running this league since I was thirteen years old. So I moved to Indianapolis. Befriend Brandon. Brandon's in the league. A couple of years later, uh, I moved to California. I work with Renee. Renee's in the league. A couple of years later, so I'm like, we're picking up pieces. What's what's just so funny is like Renee out in California, you in Indianapolis, like my even my cousin up in Michigan, like. All these people that, that would never have known each other. No. All, all I'm saying is, like, if, if, if you're listening to this right now, in your fantasy league, every single year, if you have to look for two, three people, you're not running your league correctly. Dude, there's a wait list for this league. Yeah. Like, literally, like, and your wife, are your, dying. Your wife is next up. Yeah. Pff, yeah. Well, well, look at, well, look at the recipe. Look at what we're doing. We spend more money on, on <laughs> yeah. our draft party weekend and punishments than we do for the actual draft and, and for the payouts. So, like, if you all are looking for success for your fantasy league and want to get more people, make it more fun. The league's almost an afterthought, right? Uh, like, it's almost the, the camaraderie, the shit-talking, the experience. Like, that's all primary to, to the league, almost. Oh, no, nobody gives a shit about the money. The money, <laughs> no. the money is just so that you get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you put you put the time in and you put a little bit of effort. I mean, think about it. We run a mansion that's expensive. <laughs> uh, we buy shitloads of beer. I mean, to say there's a lot of drinking. All right, I don't even think we said it. There's a bowling alley in our house. Yeah, no, we have it. There's a two lane bowling alley well, downstairs. What's the line address? Spare no expense. Yeah. <laughs> we literally spare no expense. 
It's, it's, it's pageantry like none other, but we, we've talked about this league before on the podcast, but this is the official weekend. We are broadcasting from the Draft House. Uh, today, we're going to talk some fantasy. Uh, we're going to talk Bishop Sycamore because I, I can't get enough of this story. I think it's so fucking funny. Uh, NFL cuts across the league, some extremely intriguing ones. Uh, but gentlemen, so happy to be in the same room with you doing this podcast right now. I'll cheers to that. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cheers. So I'm glad to be back. I'm, a, I'm actually going to have to make another beer run like mid-pod 100%. But... Uh, so what, what, let's start out with that. Let's talk about NFL cuts because uh, there, there's there's waves being uh, sent out with a lot of these cuts, some unexpected ones. And I think the most unexpected cut that we saw is Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton is no longer a Patriot. Uh, I think a lot of people going into last year thought we were going to see like, oh, the revenge tour Cam Newton never came to fruition. Well, because, I mean, the narrative was there, right? Like, he didn't get a full offseason to work out. You know, like, he didn't ever get to actually work with the wide receivers. Now he'll get a full offseason. I mean, they were treating it like a true competition. Do you guys actually think it was a true competition? Like, or did Mac just blow it away? In, in training camp, I'm curious what you guys thought. I think I think Mac Jones fell right in Bill Belichick's lap. Like it was a perfect formula for what you know BB was looking for. I mean, your prototypical smart, extremely smart quarterback that can break things down. May not have the biggest arm, but he's the one that can actually facilitate. Cam Newton is not a quarterback that was ever going to last long in that offense. It's just not how BB designs that. So yeah. that was at least my thoughts. No, I mean, with, without a doubt, Cam has never been like the type of player that Bill wants. He wants someone who he can mold, probably someone who can he can uh, actually have conversations in in the um, in the film room with, and instead of oh, I know this, I'm going to do it this way because you have to remember, New England they literally changed their entire well, offense, their entire scheme of everything. Well, with Cam, there's Cam. a little bit of backyard football, right? Like he he he's lining up under center and he's going he, he he's more of a read and react rather than a scripted which is what bill does bill plans for his plans yeah, but also all the waves that he causes, all the distractions. Like, do you all think that it had I mean that had to have some impact on him getting out of there like BB doesn't want him sitting out there on the bench anyway. So I think that's actually exaggerated. Um I listened to a lot of uh podcasts and a lot of insiders say that Cam Newton's actually a great locker room presence. Uh, I think the Cam cut Ron it, Rivera likes him. Yeah, dude, pretty every teammate that's ever played with Cam Newton. I, I honestly I think the whole distraction thing just cuz he wears these outfits, nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody gives a, a fuck about that. Like, I mean, no, it's, it's care, great it's great meme material. You, you, you care see, about results. That's you, it. You see this 65 250 pounds unit come in the locker room like Nobody gives a fuck that he's wearing scarves after the game. He had 12 touchdowns last year and 600 yards rushing. Like, he is a unit. He just can't throw. That's why they cut him. Because he, he's no longer yeah, a quarterback. It's not the fact that he looks like Big Mama's House 7. <laughs> it's the fact that he can't throw, it right? Is. It's, it's, it's 100%. He's, he's no longer a good quarterback, and the Patriots can't stomach that. Uh, I think he'd be a really good backup guy you can use on trick plays. What, what, do, you, what do you think of Dallas? Back up the Dak. I don't like it. Why not? Because uh, they'd have to completely change their system if something were to happen to Dak. And what system does he fit in, though? Because you've said it, Trevor said it before. I want to know what system Cam works in. Because in my mind, I think Dallas does work. The Ravens, the Baltimore. Yeah. I think he's a perfect fit in Baltimore okay. with with that offense. I mean, you've got Lamar, who's obviously clearly running that ball. I mean, they they have a lot of checkdown passes. You don't have a lot of long balls, which really Cam cannot throw. And they just cut Trace McSorley, mm -hmm. so they don't have a backup quarterback right now. He was he's trash as fuck anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Trace. No, McSorley. Baltimore's a great call. Yeah, the, it's a great call. I think it's the only place that actually makes sense for him. The Trace McSorley goat things is very <laughs> funny. I, I love this. So Nathan Peterman's another guy that's so bad, but they, everyone calls him the goat for no reason. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I I think the Ravens they're clearly. But I look at other run first teams. I think he'd work with the Colts. He create he create unneeded dis distractions, but if you want to talk about good offensive lines that are going to run the football down people's throats, I think he would work for the Colts. I think the Colts should have got him last year. I think they would have had more success with him last year than they would have with Philip Rivers. Well, did you really think Cam is going to go out and be a backup though? Remember the comment that he mentioned. He's like, "There's there's no uh, thirty two people aren't better than me." 
like it, it, with his ego, which we know he has an ego, which is part of his personality. Do you really think he's going to take a backup role moving forward? Do you think he's just going to maybe sit out the season if he doesn't get a starter? I, I, yeah, I, I think he. Does, I think he sits out and waits to see. I, if, if he if he sits out, it's, he's done. He, he misses this well, season. There's, there's no one going to be wanting, wanting him after a year of not playing. After not playing well for a few years, well, he'd I have no one to blame but himself. I know. I know the Vipers in the XFL <laughs> would love to pick him up. Have you guys ever seen Cam's tweets? No, Dude, but they're, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're magic. Weird, well, the, the cryptic, man. Uh, you can't even so, read them. So they're he, like, they're like, like no, you, Viking you can read them. You can read them. No, he, what he basically does, he, he takes every letter and he, and he turns it into like a different language letter. So like how fucking long does it take him to write these tweets? And, and so he's shouting out minutes after he's getting cut and everybody's making the same joke that Bishop Sycamore signs him. And we're going to talk about <laughs> Bishop Sycamore in a little bit. But um, that was a big joke. He actually thought it was funny. He retweeted a few of them. Uh, he also was was saying like, "Don't worry about me, folks. I'll be fine." But every single one of his letters are this weird, like cryptic, acrylic, shit. weird. But why? I, I know it's like his his, but it definitely takes him a long time to write that way. And does he write everything that way? Like, if you get a text from Cam Newton, like, and you're just like his friend, does he write to you in this dumb fucking like dialect that he talks to on Twitter? If if you look at how eclectic this guy is, I can't even. Uh, yeah, I, no, thank you. I'm yeah. not even gonna try. Yeah, Drew, Drew's showing me this. I can't even, yeah, I'm. it's so confusing. But he's such a weird guy. Like, he does that in every aspect of his life. I feel like you have to expect that coming from Cam Newton. This was his tweet. I really appreciate all the love. And, and just Google Cam Newton Twitter and support during this time. But I must say, please don't feel sorry for me. I'm good. One finger, one pinky, one thumb. Love. I feel like he definitely has an assistant doing that shit for him. Hey, here's what I, here's what I want to say. Don't use the same language for consecutive letters. Yeah, it, it, I, but I, I honestly think he is a good locker room presence. I think that's a little bit overplayed. The distraction issues, like, you never hear anything from that. Like, he, there's a lot of that shit that kind of just gets, ris- like, rumored about, and it's not actually true. You know what I'm saying? Like, people people are like, oh, this guy's a big locker room distraction, and, and you actually talk to, like, people that he played with. Aaron Rodgers is a good example. People are always like, Aaron Rodgers is a dick. According to who? The media? Because if you talk to every player that Aaron Rodgers has ever played with, nobody's ever, no player has ever badmouthed Aaron Rodgers. Ever. Not a single one. Ever. Ever. I still, I still don't like the guy. I mean, dude, he, guy's, he, guy's a douche. He's, he's going to carry your team, so players love him. Yeah. And, and he's, he, got, he's got an ego. I mean, it's hard to deal with people with big co- egos. But. Coaches hate him. Uh, the media hates him, but nobody. To, to, to contradict myself, you know who was the biggest asshole in all sports? Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Jordan was the biggest prick in the world. Guess what? He's the goat. He, oh. I mean, he actually is the goat. <laughs> when, when you produce, you're, you're allowed to get away with shit. You're allowed to do whatever you want, but the stats, the numbers, they have to be there. You have yeah. to be productive. But about all these players, all, all these people that are talking about being assholes, the thing that's common about all of them, they all expect results. So it may come out as being an asshole, but really what they're trying to do is trying to drive people to be the best that they can be. And look at, and look at these players. They've created results, not only from themselves, obviously, but with the players around them. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, the Cam Newton cuts. I mean, so from, from a fantasy perspective, it does two things for me. Number one, like, if, if you think Mac Jones is going to bust out and be this huge fantasy quarterback, you're wrong. That, that's not why they drafted him. I do think he's one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks. That's why they took him. But his ceiling is lower than almost any of these other players. Uh, if, if you expect him to go out there and throw and drop, like, 30 touchdowns, he's not that guy. He, he, he's probably, like, a 20-touchdown, maybe, like, eight, nine interception guy. Like, he's going to have a pretty average season. I think what this does the most for, the player that this does the most for is Damian Harris. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he got the ball so much in the red zone and goal to go. Like, all those opportunities just opened up. Like, so much. And, and also, so it, I don't, I don't think it just affects Damian Harris. I think it affects Hunter Henry. I think it affects Jonu Smith. It now affects everyone now. The end zone opens up in New England. Like, I was avoiding New England like a plague. Now, who do you, who do you, who do you guys like in terms of receivers in New England now? No, Nobody. But, uh, but yeah, kind of like the tight ends, you couldn't force me. Like, even if I had the last pick, I wasn't touching any New England tight end. Might consider it now. Um, might consider some value with Damian Harris, obviously, with, uh, with Sonny Michelle moving. It's a lot of interesting things going on in New England. Um they're still all. They're always scary. Um, if you even if you think back to the last fifteen years, you had Moss for his couple years when you knew he was going to produce, and then Edelman. And other than that, like, well, if someone was going to have a big day, and then they were going to blank out for the next month. Look at New England's offense with a competent throwing quarterback, with a two tight end system. 
I mean, again, New England created the two tight end system, and they have two top 10 tight ends. I mean, Hunter Henry, I think, is right in that 5 to 7 range, and then John U. Smith is in that 8 to 10 range. So, like, now they become borderline undraftable to guys that are definitely in that second to third wave of tight ends. They definitely move up, absolutely. But, I mean, really, if you're looking at your big board, like, how far are they moving up? I mean, unless you're taking, like, a tight end late, I still don't see them putting in a ton of production out there. To me, they move up over, like... They move up over Mike Gusecki. They move up over Eric Ebron. They move up over Noah Fant. Like, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw to tight ends. They they move up in front of Jared Cook. I think they move up over probably a handful of tight ends, Trevor. So, I'm going to disagree, at least on my board. See, um, see, for me, they went from absolutely undraftable to still, like, maybe. Like, I, I don't want to go too high on them. Um, so, who would you take? Would you take Hunter Henry or Jared Cook? Honestly, I'd still take Jared Cook even when really? he doesn't. Even That's when he, wild to he, me. Even when he doesn't produce, but um, I like I like Jacecki. I'll, I'll still take Jacecki over both of them in a no heartbeat. Way. In a heartbeat. I mean, I, I think what you got to look at uh, is the running backs. How how are the running backs going to fare out of this? Because Cam was obviously a huge drain on their production coming out this year. Yes, the tight ends are going to benefit in the red zone, but with Sony, Mich- I mean, Sony Michelle's not there anymore. But anyways, James White and Damian Harris, they are going to absolutely have a field day now and actually going to catch the ball more often because even Cam's checkdowns. I don't know if you're watching last year; they went straight into the dirt. So bad. So bad, like consistently bad. And, yeah. and you can't have that. You can't have your starting quarterback be, be someone that you cannot rely on. It's just, it's just that say, simple. Pal? What have you say, pal? I've, I've, said it, I, I've said it all last year. I mean, I was, one of the, I was one of the people on this podcast that was really excited about Cam Newton's uh, birth in New England. But I, So I, I think it is a combination of things. Uh, the, the Patriots were terrible last year. They had seven notable opt-outs. Um, their offensive line was, was as bad as it's been in a really long time. Uh, worst receiving core I can ever remember. The, the only the only worst receiving core that I can even compare it to is the Lions this year. But at least the Lions have Hawkinson. Uh, for me, Janu and Hunter Henry, they're intriguing names. They're guys you take a flyer at at the end of your draft and hope. But we don't know how. Good, I'm glad I'm drafting against you guys. I'm glad I'm drafting against you guys. Hunter Henry can't stay healthy. He's already been dinged up in the Patriots uniform. So has every Patriots tight end, and look how they've produced. It's the best tight end system in the league. New England runs the best tight end system in the league. I mean, Gronk's had some disappointing fantasy years because of because of injuries. But I, I and I'm they're not even comparable players. Like Gronk, Gronk's a transcendent athlete, over Hunter Henry. Probably right. yeah, probably a Hall of Fame player. Uh, Hunter Henry, I think he just had his first fully healthy season last year. He did. So, and I had him. He wasn't spectacular with the Chargers. So, I don't know. No, and, and they they like to move the ball to the tight end. They, they like to spread it around. Yep. Um, so, tell, so, so take, take them both, Brandon. Take so, them both. So, here, here's one thing, Drew, that I want to, because you and I went back and forth. Who did better, the Saints or the Patriots? Saints or the Patriots? So we, you and I kept going back and forth, Jameis Cam, Jameis Cam. Jameis won that transaction. Like, he's, he's going in to be a starting quarterback, and Cam is out of the league. Like that was a huge debate a year ago. If we if we go back, we're you know we're like, oh, Cam to the Patriots, that's huge. That's a coup. That's amazing. Jameis as a backup, interesting move. Jameis, like we were scratching our heads, wondering why why would you go sit when you can go start in Indianapolis? You can go start here. You can go start there. Jameis made the great long play. Well, he looks like he could set himself up. I, he didn't have that many options. Did I, he? Did he really? That, that, that's the thing. He, he didn't. And uh, so I think it's a combination of a couple things. Uh, I think the Patriots missed out on, on Jameis. I mean, they're be kicking themselves on that for a while. But we also got to remember, folks, the Saint, he's an unrestricted free agent next year. Uh, the, I, I, don't, I don't believe the Saints have any ability to franchise tag him or anything, right? Because he's on a one-year contract. So they, they can't tag him or anything. You are absolutely so, correct. Jameis can go anywhere. He's clearly not going to the Patriots because I, I really do believe the Patriots got their guy in, in Mac Jones, and he's going to be a capable guy. Who knows? Maybe he even is a guy that takes a backseat to his team for a number of years like Brady and turns into a good player. Uh, but, dude, I, I, I think that we're about to see the Jameis train leave the station. So what, what did you say? So Because I was all over the uh, t- Tom Brady 15-1, to 16-1. You told me Jameis sixty four to one to lead the league in passing. We, it had it has to have come down that that was prior to them naming the starter. But yes, can you imagine? Just throw five bucks at that. He so the last time Jameis it's extremely six, possible. Yeah, he, he could have more interceptions than touchdowns and still lead the lead in yards. The, the only the, thing la, I, the yeah. last time he started an entire season, he led the league in passing. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was just about, saying. Yeah. Also, he was on a team that had some of the best wide receiver, wide receiving core in the league. Um, I, I, he does not have that same thing there. In you tell me, um, Marquez Callaway doesn't move the needle for you? No, no, no. I mean, he does have Kamara, but I mean, that's I mean, that's also a good running game. But he's going to pass the ball a lot too to Mar- Kamara. Kamara is yeah. going to absolutely benefit from this, you know, tenfold well, from so what it was last year. Let's talk about the Saints from a fantasy perspective. Um, Marcus, do you like? So Mike Thomas, who knows what's going on with this guy? I mean, it's it's mysterious as fuck. He wants out. I think they're trying to trade him, and it's just like this. He's had all these cryptic tweets where he's like, "the the story will come out soon." Mike Thomas is a bitch. I don't. Nobody should want that guy in their team. I don't know who would possibly. He's super talented. It wasn't, it wasn't funny the first time, so I'm gonna make the joke the second time. Slant boy is now bitch boy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm so tired of this dude's act. Like it's old. It, it like the slant boy thing. It's funny that it's a knock because he legit might be the greatest slant route receiver I've ever seen. But it's borderline uh, unstoppable. Like, dude, he needs to fucking man up, come back to the team, show other teams that he's good. I mean, I, I know he's locked up for a few years, but other teams need to see that he can still play. Like, if he wants to move, get back on the field with with a way better quarterback in Jameis Winston over Drew Brees, dude. If if he comes back, Mike Thomas is gonna tear it up. But who do you like outside of of these Saints receivers? I, I think outside of any – Camara is really the only person you can actually like. Um, yeah. he, he's the only one. But um, I, I've hated Michael Thomas for a long time. And, you know, I, I said it right when they signed him to that, like, way too crazy of a deal. It was a bad move. And then and then it's just been one thing after another. Um, you know, tweeting at Drew Brees for his things, uh, not, not uh, taking his surgeries on time, whatever he's got going on now. But he's still someone that you – you want on your team with the right value because uh, because of how far he's uh, he's dropping back. But uh, for me, with the Saints, it's, it's Camara bust, and that's so it's, all. You it's can so do. hard to share draft strategy because we're in literally forty eight yeah, hours. We're going to be drafting, so like I want to ask the question: What round would you take him in, guys? But I'm not going to ask that question because screw you guys. I, you're not going to give me an honest answer, and I won't give you well, an honest answer. So I mean, my 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 honest answer is like, regardless of what you think of Jameis, he's still in danger because he's got a fucking dumbass coach. So like, I truly believe. Like, let's say Jameis goes out there week week one. They play the Packers, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They play the Packers. Let's say he throws a few picks. We talked about the other day. We were doing over under one and a half picks. If he throws two picks. You're telling me that Sean Payton isn't immediately going to be like, oh, let's let's get the guy I've been uh, fucking jerking off for years. He's made so many definitive statements about, uh, what, I don't, can't even remember his name. Taysom. Uh, Taysom. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. He's like, let's get this utility guy in here to lead the march. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a hubris thing with, with Sean Payton, and it worries Sean, me. Sean Payton is a little bit of a guy... After my own heart, because he thinks he's the smartest man in the room. Sometimes, like I think I'm the smartest man and in the room. And never is. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, guy. Um, he's, so. he's the Dabo Sweeney of the NFL. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that I is, love that comparison. That is. That I is actually my, love that comparison. Favorite comparison I see them. I mean, they got massive amounts of talent. They don't make the best decisions, but a lot of the time, that talent masks those decisions. And Jameis will do great. That the weird thing that irks me is like, yeah, Taysom Hill is like this switch army knife. But, like, how much are they actually going to use him at quarterback? Because because what I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're just going to let Jameis take this thing and run with it. Yeah, so we were just talking about Cam not being able to throw the ball. How ugly are Taysom Hill's balls? Like It's, it's like, like Tim Tebow all over again. It's like, oh, it's, I keep... Throwing up those ugly-ass ducks just to get shot down. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, really, he's a really bad quarterback. He's such a good utility player. Like, I don't know their... I don't understand their obsession with throwing this guy at quarterback. It's not even like he has a bright future. He's 31 years old. He's 31. He's like that, he, he should be peaking right now, and he's terrible. And then you got on the other side of the coin, Jameis, who's 27, throws fucking bombs. If you can just get this guy, a Drew, Drew Brees struggled with interceptions early in his career. Why is Sean Payton not looking at Jameis Winston and being like, Drew, come, coming out of fucking Purdue, Drew Brees, his first couple years with the Chargers, I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns, and he was pretty bad. I mean, they drafted another quarterback behind Drew Brees. Oh, oh, Why doesn't Sean Payton think he can do the same they thing? They actually drafted did? Eli Manning, and they do a little uh, switcheroo trade with Mono Dickhead. Well, they were just playing the game. Yeah. Because yeah. they knew. They you knew know, I had a Newman. Newman isn't here to yeah. do it, so I had to pull a Newman. So someone's got to. God but, damn to. it, Brandon. The point is that they, they took a quarterback. But what, what, let's move on from, uh, from the Saints because there's some other interesting thing. Uh, the Lions dropped Perryman. Which I thought is is kind of funny. Tank, because who who else do they have? 
Nobody. Literally nobody. They want to loot. They want Sam Howell so bad. Mm. It's like it's so like the bad. Jags all over again. Exactly. It's just like it's a dumpster fire and like let's go for the number one pick. Like, yeah. Rashad Berryman could have a decent year. He's an okay guy. They don't want okay guys. Because yeah. if they have okay guys, then they can have okay results, which they don't want. I think, I think Detroit was looking at Howell over at UNC. You're like, damn, he looks good in blue. Let's get this, <laughs> let's get this some bitch. So my favorite thing that Dan Campbell did, and he's since claimed one off of waivers, was out of all his cuts, he cut both of his kickers. Yeah. So he had two kickers battling it out, and he kicked and he and he cut them both. So then the whole Twitter conversation was, is Dan Campbell going to go the whole season without a kicker? Because that's totally a weird Dan Campbell thing that I think would happen. I don't believe in kicking field goals. Kickers are the weakest players on the field. <laughs> they cannot bite kneecaps. Fucking I, love it. I, I'm, I'm going to fourth fight for those down. Players. You get it on fourth down or nothing. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll kick the field goals. <laughs> <laughs> so they've since claimed Austin Siebert. But yeah, they cut both their kickers. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very fascinated to see what the Lions are going to do this year. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so fun, though. Yeah, uh, at the, it's going to put some uh, some interesting swings when it comes to uh, betting, which I know we'll be covering obviously every single week, uh, every single Sunday, and most days in between. But um, Lions uh, or Eagles? Who? What team's worse? Lions. 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 Sure. Lions by far still. I think the Lions might be the worst, and they're one of the ro- worst. And they're not as I've bad as Houston. Seen. Houston is by far the worst team. I don't know. I think the Lions are going to test that one a little bit. But what what do you think about speaking of the Eagles? They cut Travis. Fulgham or whatever yep. you pronounce it, one yep. of their one of their most interesting wide receivers from last year. They choose he, he led he led that team in receiving yards last dude, year. Dude, he, he was he was pretty good, and they they choose JJ Arcega Whiteside, who's uh, done nothing, which is bizarre because he's got speed. This is a Howie Roseman. I don't think he's bullshit move. It is. It's a he Howie Roseman. Like, no, I drafted Arcega White Whiteside. I think he drafted him over Michael Thomas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, second round out of Stanford. Yeah, I think I think Whiteside's just a bigger guy. I don't think he's like a blazer. I think he's like six six, six six five, some something something tall, something tall as fuck. I, I, I that doesn't catch the ball. It was, it was some notable dude. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Thomas. They drafted over him, and in hindsight, imagine Michael Thomas in that burning ship that the is the Eagles so, for the last so, couple so years. So Drew, you've known Before me for a while. Remember when I just stick with a take even though I know it's wrong? Yes, that's I, how one of my favorite me. parts about you. That's that's how he rose. Yes, like, it like is. literally, like I'm going to stick to my story. Yeah, no matter how bad it is. So I, I appreciate the hustle. And all, all, also with Howie Roseman, that that twenty, I think it was the twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen team, whatever it was, what an incredible roster. That is also like the shitty guy in your fantasy league who just falls on this monster roster. I truly believe it. Like, because if you watch it, the actual moves, like they bring in Foles, who obviously comes in and and just balls out, uh, veteran veteran defenseman that peak, like kind of out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, an offensive line that just clicks. The, the trenches of that team were, was just insane. Yep. And Foles going off for, I think he averaged like 400 yards a game not in that qu- playoff. Not quite a Flacco-like run, but almost a Flacco-like run. It was a Flacco-like run. He, he was he was dropping bombs. Like, he, he torched Minnesota. Torched us. That, Fla- that Flacco run, though, man, that, that's always going to stick with me. Like, now he can throw the ball. Like he know, literally broke Montana's record of touchdowns in in this in a playoff run. He's in. He was insane, and that's that's never what he's known for. And he's arm, bad. But like, and he's bad. He's a bad. Really bad. Flacco's Flacco's elite. Is he third or second string on the Eagles with Minshew? Third string. It, you think? Third string. I, I think he is too, but that's Minshew crazy. should be number one. Minshew, Minshew brings a running that running aspect to it, so it actually fits the scheme of what the Eagles are running right now. Like Flacco, you're not seeing that gazelle looking guy like trying to run outside. Jalen like, Butter, they have to change dude. their scheme. Jalen is going to take Philly to the promised land, and that Shut and that'll up. be the playoffs. Oh he is a stud. I'm not. I'm just don't sleep it's on my boy. It's a bad division. Like, don't, if it, don't it was going to happen in any division, it's the NFC least, but. Don't Dude. sleep on don't sleep they're on Jalen. They're winning three or four I, games. Bro. Noted. I forgot how much Marcus loves Jalen. <laughs> Just scratch him off my board. You're gonna reach for him. I know oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I, I know yeah. you're gonna reach for him. But uh, I should be undrafted. He'll draft him in the twelfth round. How little respect does Flacco have for himself that he's willing to be a third string? Like, uh, fucking retired, dude. Your third string quarterback retired with, with neck injuries. Like, come on, man. I mean, does he have some like bad bets? Is he in some really bad debt or he, something? He must be. <laughs> Seriously, he must. Why is he be. sticking around? That that or he's just holding on to the former glory. Yep, he's he's terrible. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the biggest board fluctuations with these cuts. Uh, and let's talk about it. Uh, Irv Smith might be out for the year for the Vikings. Uh, that's huge. After after getting rid of uh, Rudolph, yeah. So they don't. Ru- Rudolph sucks, but they they, they trade for uh, Herndon. 
uh, for the Jets, who was actually had a had a promising rookie year, and he's done nothing since. Uh, that's a flyer. That's a flyer uh, trade for the Vikings. They give up a fourth rounder, which is kind of high. That's pretty high. Oh, I thought I thought it was a six rounder. I didn't it realize was, it was a fourth. No, we got what? a six rounder back and oh. heard in, and we traded a fourth. Woof. Oh. Yeah. So that that's a flyer. That, that, that's a that's a devastating hit for the Vikings. It really is. Well, at least you guys signed Jordan Berry, so that's something. Yeah, you Steelers got a, you, punter. You got a terrible Australian punter. Congrats, Hell yeah! Congrats, man. Yep. The Vikings are looking good. <laughs> hey, you always have Kellen Mond, bro. Yep. You always, always Just will have Kellen Mond. Throw him in that tight end. <laughs> Might as well. And it, 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 it somehow works with Taysom Hill. You know, mm-hmm. maybe Kellen Mond can be Taysom Hill. Speaking, <laughs> speak, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of things that will never happen, uh, I, was, I was talking about it the other day. Like, how, how cool would it be if we get the uh, the Rams and Chargers in the Super Bowl this year where they're both the home team, even though one's Nobody will watch team? and nobody will go. <laughs> and cheaper tickets. I think that's a, I think that's a, Potential, uh, how, it could happen. How cool? How cool would that be? Right? I'd watch the shit out of that. I think the Chargers are one year away, and I, I'm all over the Chargers. I think they win double digit wins. I don't think they're quite there yet to compete with the Bills, Titans, and Chiefs. But I think they're one year away from being probably the maybe the best in the league. I, I wonder. I wonder what that defense. It, that's top five defense in your opinion. Right? I, th- I think both of those are going to be mm, top five defenses. No, I, I don't think they're a top five defense. I think they're really good, and they, they get a fucking great defensive mind at head coach, which always helps. Um, but, no, I, I don't think they're a top five defense. It can't be stated how much better they are just because Anthony Lynn is gone. Like, I cannot state how big of an effect that will be. Well, and then you also got to remember, and this just gives me a heart on every time I talk about it, but Derwin James is back. Yeah. Derwin ah, we'll see. James, I, I, I love Derwin as much as the next guy, but man, so if, if Derwin, I can't say healthy. So if Derwin's healthy and the Chargers do play the Rams in the Super Bowl, are we going to have uh, Jalen Ramsey and Derwin either have a box off or a forty to see who is the home team for that? How would that work? You're talking about two All Pro players, same same team. They were on the same team. LA right? doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, 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 hope, I hope Pylon doesn't come up here. LA doesn't deserve it. A double team Super Bowl. I think Dur- Durham was a freshman when Jalen when Jalen left for the NFL. Yeah, Jalen left his junior year, and I believe yeah, Durham was a true freshman at that time. So we had two of them at the same exact time. Yeah, here how, comes the Florida State Jesus, how, fest. I mean, how far we've fallen. We used to be DBU just a couple of years ago. Now we can't fucking even get a. Dude, Asante yeah. Samuel's going to be good. He was tearing it up in camp. Yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. He's yeah. NFL royalty. I mean, he's been coached from a very young age how to be a good football. Player. I don't know how he slid as far as he did. I mean, I, well, look at Florida State the past few years. That's why he slid. Horrible. <sighs> Who horrible didn't team. see him be, being a stud though? Well, he's a little small though. He is undersized, Guys, and you like your big lanky. Let, let's let's get back to the NFL. Uh, a couple other things we haven't discussed uh, since the last pod. Uh, Dobbins tears his ACL. Uh, me and me and uh, Brandon have been fading Dobbins. Uh, are dobbing so fucking hard. Um, and I'm I, bummed. Now someone can't I, get I, Dude, I'm so bummed. Somebody I, can't I, waste I, I know pick. somebody in our draft thought he was worth probably a late first rounder or second <laughs> rounder, uh, early third rounder, and I, I, I wanted someone to get burned. I'm, I, I, I'd be the one right there. I probably would have gone for a third with him. I mean, averaging six yards a carry, you know, 900 yards, you know, with, with Lamar, you know, running the ball the majority of the time, I liked his production. He didn't look fancy, but he still had some good numbers out there. Mark Ingram. Just averaged five yards a carry just a year prior. Mark Ingram averaged 4.3 yards a carry last year. Did you watch Mark Ingram play? He's so done. He's bad. He literally he looks like Marcus running, honestly. Like, it's hard to watch. Like, Marcus, I love while, you. While I have my back brace on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You got your back brace on. Like, is that Mark Ingram or is that Marcus? I, I literally don't know. I don't I don't know who that is. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I am. I, there, there's been a couple people that have gone down. Uh, Cam Akers is another one. I think That's I think, such a bummer, dude. I, well, the thing is, though, I, it is a bummer, but I don't think Cam Akers was going to have nearly the year that everybody else thought he was. Cause I he disagree was, with he you. Was, he was still going to split carries, split touches. It was still going to be the same system. I disagree. Look what he did weeks eight to, or no, not week eight, week ten on. He became the featured back. And he would. He, he stopped. He stopped splitting carries in the last third of the season. I uh, I think the age of the of the feature back with the Rams is done. I, I I think that was just by game script. Thank you so much. Over what did he have? Over two hundred yards in that playoff game. Yeah. I mean, just he close to close. It, it was around there. I, I, mean, I think it was two hundred total yards. It was like buck, buck, buck sixty receiving or rushing, and then you know, he had, I think he had like a forty yard. Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I'm. I'm. You know, I'm with you on Dobbins. I disagree on Acres, man. I think Acres is. Could potentially be top five, top at least top. 
But, yeah, probably, I think top five. I'm going to go top five running back but, coming into this year. Akers is old news, but let's keep it on Dobbins. Gus Edwards. I yeah. mean, what, where's this Where's this guy going? To the fucking moon. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be going as as early as the same, probably the same position as Dobbins. Uh, second, third round-ish, I'd imagine. Um, what happens when the Ravens sign Gurley next week? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not happening. Just saying, not happening. Worrisome. Thanks, girl. I'm, worrisome. They already I'm, brought him in for for exercises, and they they it was rumored that they had already signed him, and I'm, it never happened. I'm gonna be rooting for his fucking knees to go out for the first time ever. I've been cheering for the guy, but I can't root for him in Baltimore. AP Frank Gore. AP, bring AP to to the Ravens. Why no. not? Why not? There's fucking no, awesome. There's no chance I could possibly root for AP. I'd be so conflicted. It makes a lot of sense to bring AP there because they they, they could use a guy like they, they could almost run the option with Lamar Jackson and, and AP. That seems like it would make a lot of sense. They need to bring someone in, I think. I mean, there's there's a good amount of free agent running backs out there. I mean, I don't have a list in front of me or anything, but I mean, they it's, are some solid ones. It's, it's big. We were just talking about yeah. it. Like just yeah. and a lot of a lot of good talent out there. Young, yep. young, old as fuck talent. It's like Frank Wait, Frank Gore. How old is Todd Gurley? 27. 27. He's this guy should be entering into his prime, but instead he's like, you know, it's a weird thing on a South Park episode. Uh, what was it like uh, <laughs> when when he had the surgery on his knees that were filled with, like, balls and they exploded? Like, that's what his knees are like. Well, that's what we were just talking about, I think, a couple weeks ago. We're like, man, Gurley doesn't doesn't feel like he's 26. and tw- It was like right, it was a couple weeks ago, like right when he was turning 27, like right on that cusp. We're like, God damn, he feels like he's 30. Same thing with Le'Veon Bell, another guy 27, 28 years old. But so much has happened. You're like, so guys, let me go over this list because it's insane. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this a little quiet, but uh, don't thank Gus Edwards. I'm telling you, the, the, the Ravens are relying on the run game. They're not going to rely on Gus Edwards for an entire year. They're going to, at the very least, bring in a backup, and he's going to split a lot of carries. Listen to this list of free agent running backs because it's insane. Uh, Brian Hill, remember this this come-up guy that was one of these, like, a lot of people thought he was going to do really good for Atlanta a couple of years ago. They thought he'd be the feature back. Had, maybe. had, like, one game. Yeah, he's only 26. Jarek McKinnon, 29. Uh, the Chiefs really liked Jarek McKinnon in camp. I think it was it just came down to uh, it just didn't work out. But you're telling me Jarek McKinnon couldn't come into that system and, and steal some carries? Uh, you got Wayne Gallman, also 27. Jordan Howard, 27. This list just got way more ridiculous Wait, than the last time we talked about it. Jordan because, Howard is out there? Yeah, yeah. He, he just got cut by the Eagles. Oh, uh, wow. uh, Amir Abdullah, 28. These are guys that are like first, second, third round picks in, in, in the draft when they were taken. All just hovering, waiting to get picked up. Yep. Dude, I'm not even done. Kalen Blage. Yeah. <laughs> were there any, any big Kalen Blage guys out there? He's he's, 20, he's only 26. No, but Blage is in Pittsburgh. Wait, they it, they it, didn't cut him. Is Matt Breida there, or is Matt Breida still on the team? Is he still on the Dolphins? Um, he got cut, I believe. Yeah, so you even got Matt Breed out there. He's like, he's got to be like 27, 28, too. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Every single person I just named off is not a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single person I just named off, I apologize. I was looking at this list long, wrong, but I'll, I'll tell you the actual list. Todd Gurley, 27. Duke Johnson, 28. Carry on Johnson, 24. Yeah, TJ, Philly just cut how many How many people got fooled by carry on Johnson in Detroit? Like, I was all over him. I loved me him. Too. Me, I too. Me, too. I drafted him. In hurt our, hurt in me our, last year, for sure. I drafted him in sure. our keeper league the first year we did it. Uh, yeah. Swift? I mean, Swift is... I don't like Swift. I, that's a weird one. I, I mean, he. I remember him catching the ball great out of Georgia. Then he came there, and I remember he, he dropped a game-winning pass in the Lions. I forget who they were playing, but like, I was looking at this guy. Like, This guy could be better. With Stafford, I love Swift. Yeah. With Goff, mm. his... Uh, well, golf checks down a lot more often than Stafford does, so wouldn't that open up his opportunities? Maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, th- I think you have to be a little bit higher on Swift because it's a completely different scheme now. Dan Campbell wants to run the rock. He wants to. He wants to check down, play defense. But that's the, not win, Swift, bro. Win the trenches. Win Swift the trenches. Isn't a three down back. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. He'll he'll, he'll still catch some of his swing passes, uh, and and Swift still he's a damn good back. He had a he had a solid solid enough uh, uh, rookie season, even with a couple of couple of drops and a few. Big Kurt, moments. who's on this pod, I tried to get him in a trade all last year. Yeah. I tried I tried trading for Swift so much. I, I still think like with that god awful wide receiving core, you know it's it's got to come on the, the running back can, for that game. I don't think I can name. They got rid of Galladay. They got rid of Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. Who's there? Amendola's gone. I think they have like a Cyphus Pringle or some something. Along I literally those lines. can't. I, again, guys, we talk sports for a living. You, everyone listening, you know we know sports. I can't name a Detroit wide Detroit Lions wide receiver. 
Other than Perriman, who's now gone, but no. I guess it's <laughs> can, not other. Can you name a Detroit Lions wide receiver? Hawkinson's going to have at least 140 targets this right? year. Right? Absolutely. Least. Absolutely. The only thing I worry about with Hawkinson is injury, but Get I do. Concussions. From a fantasy perspective, I want to talk about one other thing because it's fucking huge. Uh, David Bakhtiari is probably going to miss at least three weeks. We're talking about one of the best linemen in the entire league. Uh, Green Bay thrived last year when Bakhtiari w- was in. Guess what? He got hurt towards the end of the season, and they got collapsed yes, instantly. Yeah. You, you started seeing Aaron pat the ball a little bit, get it, throw it out of bounds. I, th- I saw Aaron throw the ball out of bounds more the last quarter of the season. I think I maybe ever see him. He, I mean, he didn't get happy feet because he's too good to get happy feet, but he was ready to kill a play quicker than I've ever seen him. Right. But I think it's going to affect more than just Aaron Rodgers. I think it's also going to affect Aaron Jones. Uh, the the Packers play the Saints week one. They have a good front seven. That could be that could be a, an intense I know, game. I know. I know you're all over the Saints plus three and a half. It, it, I st- I still love the Packers minus three and a half. It's it's, it. it's going to be a fun game. Um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot different than um, a lot different than the one last year where it was what like thirty three thirty. I think the score was uh, last season between those two. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's good. it's gonna be interesting. But what I still think loss. Aaron Rodgers throws for fifty five hundred yards. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a great year, but I think it definitely affects him. I mean, look at look at what it did to him last year in the in the postseason. Oh, it's it definitely trickles down. It's it's gonna be huge. But yeah, other than that, dude uh, can crush beers. Bakhtiari can crush beers. Yeah, and you know who can't? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, it, it's well, difficult to watch. <laughs> it's difficult uh, to watch. It actually makes me sad how good Tom Brady is at drinking beers. Because you know he doesn't drink them. Can this be like the ninth consecutive podcast I bring up Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend and how ugly she is? Uh, no, yeah, no, do, no. We don't do need to talk act, about Shailene Woodley. Do you actually, do you actually bring that up often? I, I, I know you've brought it up a few times, but uh, I need to bring it up more because she's, she's not great. She's I not mean, great. it's not like she's ugly. Come on, it's just, it's unexpected. If you were bit. single, you'd smash. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I just watched the Office episode the other day where they were debating whether or not uh, Hillary Swank is hot. <laughs> That's Wait, a great episode. Great episode. Wasn't, wasn't Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend in Ex Machina? Wasn't she the chick in Ex Machina? No. 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 That girl smoked. That girl, okay, okay. That girl was in the new Tomb Raider. I'm, I don't you were, remember her name. If but you she were saying she wasn't hot, I was like, that girl, no, that girl is smoking. Is, yes, Yay. I don't know her name. but I think you're a little too rough on... What's her tits? Shailene. I mean, yeah, she's. What's her not any listen, tits? Er, er, what's her not any tits? <laughs> wow, mm. man, you you are so down on her. Fading, fade, fade her in your fantasy draft. Uh, but no, the biggest thing about fantasy and Shailene Woodley is <laughs> is when uh, when when Aaron Rodgers is in love, he plays pretty terrible, right? When his relationship is going really what, good with Olivia Munn, he had the worst season of his career. I let Olivia Munn ruin me. That's it, for sure. That's the that's the Tiger Woods syndrome right there. That is, that's straight up like you just need to be either hating like your wife or just banging a bunch of strippers and porn stars, <laughs> and then you're going to be doing good. No, Tiger Woods gets his power from banging hookers and 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 just uh, uh, Perkins hostesses. Ooh, but I, I don't I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has ever done that. But yeah, when he's single, he's a lot better. I, I do love my fair share of uh, Perkins hostesses. And the pancakes are good too. You've dabbled, <laughs> oh yeah. Got some French onion toast at Perkins. <laughs> Butter that up. Uh, all right. Well, I want to get to it. We got to touch on it just a little bit. This Bishop Sycamore thing. It's 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 absolutely insane. Uh, this is a this is a fabricated high school. Um, so basically, the story is this high school has been around for years. Uh, we don't even know the full story about it yet. But from what we've gathered, this is a completely fake high school that is just recruiting players of all ages. Doesn't matter if you're actually even of high school age. They're they're have like twenty one year olds, twenty year olds, all these grown ass men playing high schoolers and still getting their asses kicked. By the way, yeah, they're zero and six. They were zero and six last season. Terrible. And, and wait, how, how much did they lose to IMG Academy? So literally all, nothing. All Ouch. of us are all of us are all hurt around here. You, well, all four of us are hurt, but we all say, like, oh, if I could play again, like, I'd be so good. I think Bishop Sycamore shows that your our old asses uh, would get fucking worked. No, yeah. what's, what's great <laughs> about this worked. is the majority of those players either have a GED or have graduated from high school. They are literally JUCO dropouts that couldn't make junior college teams, and now they're just getting lit up by high school kids. 
Yeah. I, yeah, but I, I think the coolest thing is, like, you know, if you're doing, like, a job application or, like, applying for a credit card or applying to anything, it's like, hmm, can I fabricate, like, this number a little bit? Maybe I'm, like, you're, like, scared to, but they're like, no, nah, fuck that. We're going we're gonna to fabricate a whole resume a little bit, right? Like, who didn't up their GPA a little bit? Who didn't, like, make their, like, degree sound a little bit better than it was? I, I just don't know how that but all slides. But you're more taking that times a thousand. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we are talking about full boom. Fraud. So li- listen to this, guys. This is insane. So they're, they're, they're st- all this is still unfolding. We don't even know the full details. But from what they've gathered, what this guy was basically doing who runs this shit is he would contact a high school in Maryland and he would say, hey, we want to play you, but you guys got to take care of like our transportation and all this. So then they would pay them. This happens all the time. High schools will bring in like an opponent. And uh, so, so they bring him in. They would hype up. They would hype up. Like it's a good matchup to play us. Bring him in, and they would give him all this money to pay for buses, hotel rooms, all this shit. This guy would pay for none of them. He he wouldn't pay for the bus. He apparently has a hundred thousand dollar tab at one at one hotel just just for rooms and like all this shit. So all these people now are coming back because he didn't pay these bus drivers. All this shit. So he would get schools to pay for this. They'd pay him, and then. All these vendors that treated him would never get paid. This is fraud on a massive level. Where, this where, guy, this guy's gonna go to jail for a long time. Where is this guy? Like, is he like on a beach in Cancun right now? Like, he's he had to. He's not even that country. smart. They don't even give him that much credit, bro. <laughs> no. Like, oh, this no. is fire festival, but like three times dumber. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they already put him out like on a, on a no fly list. Like, I, th- I think they're like, good luck. You know, we're we're holding you here. Like, you got no chance. The probably. dumb version of Catch Me If You Can. No, right. so he wrote so many bad checks that it's not a movie. <laughs> the, the guy likely had a network of fake high schools. It's all. So this Christians of Faith Academy that they've recently uncovered. So he he may or may not also be running and, and like basically like defrauding this as well. But this this is insane. Uh, so uh, there was a tweet this time last year from Sports Illustrated, and it was like this six foot four like grown ass man. He's just running over all these people. He's a quarterback, but he also played on on defense. He's just like this fucking beast of a man. A guy commented on the post and he said, "Is it this guy?" And he posted a snapshot of a recruit a recruiting photo like a college recruiting photo and it's like a 21 year old and nobody responded to it well people have revisited the sports illustrated tweet and everyone goes daryl had the key the whole time <laughs> daryl exposed us a year ago nobody even knew about it this shit's been going on for years and so all these students they're just you know we, we talked about it there's these uh, uh high schools that do only online schools and they're literally just recruiting hubs well in this case they did the recruiting no education whatsoever. Yeah, they essentially bring in like an Ivy Tech online type program and there's no teachers, there's no anything. There's basically guidance counselors that make sure they hit their requisite like like not not points, but what is it? Credits. credits. Like you have to, you have like you have guidance counselors that make sure you're taking enough online credits. And this exists across all sports, right? There's it's it's really prolific in basketball. It happens in baseball. Now Football kind of just kind of got uncovered to me. So this happens, but they're doing like the bad version of that where they're not even doing the classes. No, they're, they're not even going that like route yet. No. I mean, seriously, like there is nothing there. There is no track record of any type of schooling. It is it is just embarrassing how ESPN could even cover a game. Also, quite embarrassing for IMG Academy, which is like an absolute powerhouse. No, not embarrassing team. for them. They've already made a tweet about it. They, they they made a tweet, IMG Academy, and they said, we just beat a bunch of grown-ass men, oh, like yeah. 58 to nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because no, no matter what, they got some good shit on tape of them pounding some yeah. old-ass men. That, that's all That's all the game was for. They, you know, they, you win 58 nothing. it's just like bringing uh, any, most other teams in the state down. So, yeah, you're paying money, but they're private. They have a lot of money to spend and a lot of money that's allocated for those ass whooping games. A lot of those, a lot, just a lot so of that's write offs too. Honestly, yeah. With yeah. Schools. yeah. Yeah. Just so happened this was the, the team that got it. Some of these but, guys are old enough to be juniors in college. Yeah. <laughs> and they this, stomped them. The school isn't even accredited by like the Ohio Educational Board. Like, no. I mean, like the easiest way to check to see if a school is actually legit is if they're an accredited. No, they, they are accredited. Are they? Yeah. Were they, they? No, the governor's looking into it right now. Yeah. This, it, this whole thing's unraveling. It, it isn't even a full story yet. Like, they had a shell, like, uh, uh, fucking website. But the whole thing is, like, they 
they scanned themselves onto this ESPN game, and that's when the whole thing unraveled. Yeah. Like, during the game, they're just getting pounded. It's impressive. And ESPN starts looking around. They had this sham website where every single page was essentially empty. It was just like a home like page. Like, you said a shell. Like, that's yeah. like the greatest way to do it. You click on any link in the website, and it's empty. So, like, it, nobody did the research at ESPN. ESPN's already blaming this one company that they use that, that apparently this events up company, these, yeah. yeah. They set up all these high school games, and so now they're backtracking. Like, it, this is a funny-ass story. It's hilarious. So when does Cuba Gooding Jr. play the coach? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Because if you've seen the coach, he's, like, you know, taking a swig out of the water bottle and, act, like, got his chest all puffed out. Like, bro, bro you're going to go to you're going to go to jail. I could see Cuba doing that, especially because Cuba's not doing so good these days. <laughs> I, we know some people that actually like party with Cuba. Like a di- direct, awesome. direct yeah. to Netflix. Can't wait to hear that good story. enough for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Kyle friends. But uh, yeah. So uh, this Bishop Sycamore thing, we're, we're, it's still unfolding and it's insane. A lot of people are going to go to jail but, for but, this but, shit. But I'm, I'm being serious. Like, Trevor, do you want to start a basketball academy? We can go do it. Be awesome. Seriously, anyone can do it. Literally, anyone can do it. You just have to file the paperwork. You want to take online classes? It, no, we don't have to take them. We just have to have these kids somehow buy this software that that teaches them bullshit. Literally, anyone can start a school. It's fucking All you got to do is stay one chapter ahead of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're on chapter three, which I just read yesterday. It's a little better than chapter two. <laughs> some, some, some fucking like uh, uh, f- overachiever who's already right ahead of the book. Yeah, but in chapter six, shut the fuck up about chapter six. Detention. Shut the fuck up. You're going to fake detention. Wait, what? real detention. So they've been interviewing kids that graduated, quote unquote, from Bishop Sycamore. And the, the, the saddest one was a kid. He's like, yeah, we never went to school. And, he, and his, his, his exact quote was, they tried once, which is the funniest quote from this whole thing, slash saddest, where apparently they rounded him up and brought him like this community library. And it was the only time that he ever had an attempt at edu- education an entire semester. Like, that's horrible. Like this 18-year-old kid, like, now that kid's fucked. Yeah, he was from downtown Columbus, and he said somebody approached him in the street saying, do you want to be on Netflix? <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Do you want to be on Netflix was the pitch. I mean, if if someone came up to me and said, "I want to," if you want to be on Netflix, I would totally say, <laughs> "Absolutely." Where, where, when, and where? Yeah, yeah. When you're 18, for sure. <laughs> Shit, as as this weekend unfolds, if we meet someone random, it's like, "Hey, you guys want to be on Netflix?" All right, what's the pitch? Let's go. We're in. I mean, Netflix is throwing out contracts for anything you yeah. want to do. I mean, I guarantee you, if we approach Netflix right now on the draft party craziness, like they would, they would totally kill it off. Come up with a movie like the uh, the uh, tag movie that came out that was just like. This is definitely HBO only. <laughs> this is not going on cable television. Uh, we and we'd all lose our jobs immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we'd all lose our jobs immediately. But, um, yep, Bishop Sigmore. What a story! I've I've laughed so hard about it this week. I mean, it really is like you were saying, Brandon, before the pod. Like it's it's pretty sad, and uh, and when you actually think about the people that are affected by this, but it's also really all funny four story. of us played high school sports. Like literally. Like, we don't, like, we're not the guys that sit down there and talk about our high school sport, but those were good times, right? Like, all these kids are getting robbed of that. Like, that that kind of sucks. It totally sucks. It oh, totally sucks. Unless the kids that actually played high school and now are coming back and playing high school again. <laughs> like, they're just getting double-dipping now. It's a lazy take, but blame the parents for not doing the slightest bit of research. You're, you're fucking enrolling your kid in this online high school, and, like, you, you can't even Google the website and see what a crock of shit it is. My God. It's crazy. Yeah. Free tuition. Probably if it's free tuition. Here you go. Oh, good. Here you go. Guess what? You're going to be a Bishop Sycamore. If it sounds the too or good, it's probably too good. Yep. Yep. Well, guys, uh, let's wind it down. And, and I want to finish this up uh, with a, a segment that we're gonna we're doing on our podcast now. And it's called Hills I'm Dying On. We die on a lot of hills with this podcast. When you record uh, hour and a half long episodes once a week and you make a lot of aggressive takes like we do, you're often wrong, and so uh, we all have those takes that we we have, but we're kind of uncomfortable with, and th- that's what this is. So hills I'm dying on. What what hills are you guys dying on uh, this year? It can be anything. So that, I've I've kind of alluded to this, but uh, I, I think I'll go ahead and go ahead and say this: Matt Stafford will be the best quarterback in the NFC West over 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 Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray. Over, over whoever starts in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think, I think you'll you'll sit back and say this: Matt Stafford is the best quarterback in that oh, division. You're going to die hard on that hill, real hard. I'm, 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 with, I'm with you on that, and um, 
Um, and obviously, I was I was talking about the uh, the potential Super Bowl uh, in L.A. But let's have a fun ass hill, right? Jalen Hurts will not only lead the Eagles to the playoffs, but he will win a playoff game no! this season, no. baby. That is insane, brother. That is absolute. That I thought mine was wild. That is that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Hills that I'm dying on. Uh, I mentioned in the pod. A lot of people are now uh, exalting. Uh, Gus Edwards is this guy. Gus Edwards is just a guy. I'm telling you, they're going to sign somebody else. Uh, Gus Edwards will not lead the Ravens this year in rushing. Wow. And and the guy, the guy, the guy that will is not even on their fucking team. That, that, that that's what <laughs> I think about this yet. situation. <laughs> I seriously do. I I, I think it's going to be girly, and I I think I think fade Gus Edwards. All right. Well, uh, I'll reach out on this one just because I'm a homer. Is uh. The 40 Miners will not only just make... Miners. 40 Miners. 40 Niners. Excuse me. Led by Chip Kelly. But the (laughs) the 49ers will not only just make the playoffs, but they will make the NFC Championship game. I don't know. Trey Lance is having some finger issues. Uh, It's okay. He already already struggles throwing the football. If Jimmy Garoppolo can take that team all the way to the Super Bowl, uh, they'll they'll make it there. Healthy, we'll give it a shot. It's a great 7-10 and team, bro. Uh, Man, before this Trey Lance shit, I was pretty high on the 49ers, but uh, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm fading them. Uh, th- this finger issue might be kind of a problem for Trey Lance throughout the year. Last time I checked, you needed to throw a ball. Yep. It's and okay. you, need, you need it for touch. As a 49er, we want him to sit. Yep. All right, guys. Any uh, closing thoughts? College football's here. I'm pumped. Uh, IU, big game. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to be here and to actually do a real podcast with you guys. Yeah. It's been awesome. Pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Well, we're going to we're gonna go party, and hopefully none of us die, but it's, it's a distinct possibility. But we're going to go do this thing. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.